Welcome to the Biblical Resolutions Podcast, brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class, located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. And I want to remind the listeners, as always, to please follow the Biblical Resolutions Podcast by going to hojbible.podbean.com. And you can also listen to the episodes on the House of Jacob's website, which is thehouseofjacob.org. Or you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other media that plays podcasts. And as always, I want to introduce the brothers. We have Brother Ahissamak, Brother Maurice, Brother Terry, Brother Beniah. And we have Brother Solomon on the podcast today. And today we're going to be talking about learned behavior. And the actual title is The Power of Learned Behavior. And what we're going to look at is uh, the significance of your learned behavior over your lifetime and how it affects your actions, how it affects you even sometimes even more than the actual knowledge you might have the actual things you 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 learn uh when you start to study the word of god you know you see the commandments of god you see the do's and the don'ts and you see the things you should do and shouldn't do but sometimes the things that we've learned growing up that we've learned over our lifetime those things are not easily uh you can't easily uh stop doing certain things uh, and it, it really, it really is a, a big factor in our actions. So that learned behavior is, is very important. And as a servant of God, you have to change your learned behavior. You have to change the, the, your actions, not only get knowledge, but then our actions have to be, uh, in line with the knowledge that we learn. So we're going to get this podcast going. And Brother Solomon is going to start off the podcast, and he's going to elaborate on some things. Hello, everybody. Shabbat Shalom. And I wanted to, uh, to start this off here at Proverbs 22. We're going to take this to Proverbs 22 and 6. And, uh, and it's only fair that we, we start this in the beginning for us, you know, um, when, uh, when we ourselves are children, we are taught many things and they stick with us for, for a many, much of our life. Um, and the Lord understood the power of teaching a child, the power that, that uh, you know, the significance that that can have in a person's life. And he made some, uh, you know, he wrote about it and we're going to read this and take a look at it because uh, it's going to help us understand this much, much better. Uh, so we're at Proverbs 22. And we're going to pick it up at verse 6. Brother Terry, when you get a chance, go ahead and uh, read that. Train up a child in the way he should go. I want to stop and there he... real quick before before you keep going. Uh, you know, the first thing he says here in this sentence, he, he says, train up a child in the way he should go. Uh, a child, uh, you know, being trained. That means he's being taught. He's And trained, it's not just being taught, it's trained. That means he's being taught uh, for, you know, for something that's going to be occurring more than once. You know, he's being trained for something, uh, you know, for a certain moment or for a certain life, even if that. Um, but uh, in the way that he should go and keep on going there, Brother Terry. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And that is a lot of power if you think about it, you know, if you think about it clearly. If you treat your child correct, if you teach a child what they should be doing and, and uh, you know, and it's in line with God that, and this is a powerful statement, that when he is old, he will not depart from it. There's confidence in that to know that when you have your own child, that, you know, if you teach them the right way that the Lord says in the Bible that he is going to revert back to that, you know, uh, when he's older. So there may, you know, and, and he makes a specific, uh, you know, distinction. He says when he is old. So in between there, you know, you know things are going to happen in life. But nonetheless, uh, to train up a child in the way that they should go and to know that if you do that, when they're old, they're not going to depart from it, should give you confidence 
evidence to show them the right way right away. And I thought that was, uh, you know, a good way to start this off since we're dealing with this learned behavior. And that, that is an excellent uh, scripture to start off with. And that is a, a definitely an example of learned behavior. You're teaching your child, uh, not just telling them, telling them things, but you're teaching them uh, um, a method of living, of how to act. You know, like like grown folks used to say, you don't know how to act. You know, when you when you was a kid doing something crazy, or when you grown and you acting crazy, people say you don't know how to act because somebody might have told you how to do something the right way, but your actions show like you like you don't know nothing at all. But you showing them how to act. Um, but let's move along, and uh, brother Hissamak, uh, you you gonna add to this subject of learned behavior? Yeah, definitely. Uh, and this is a great piggyback from um, Brother Solomon's scripture. This is Deuteronomy, the 31st chapter. And it's, um, we're going to start at verse 12. And here Moses, um, he's passing the baton to Joshua to take the people over into the land. And he's telling them, you know, what you should do. How you going to get this people into the land and how y'all going to prosper and be successful. Uh, and, and this is one of the main keys to um, Moses giving that charge to him. This is Deuteronomy 31st chapter. And this is verse 12. Brother Terry, when you get it, go ahead and read it, brother. Gather the people together, men and women and children, and thy stranger that is within thy gates that they may hear and that they may learn for fear the Lord your God and observe to do all the words of this law. And to me, this is very key. He gathered every human being that was within Israel. He gathered, it said, uh, gathered together the men and the women and the children and the strangers that was in thy gate. He, that's, that's every living person there gather and you're gonna hear this book and you're gonna learn keep reading verse 13 brother and that their children which have not known anything may hear and learn to fear the lord your god as long as ye live in the land whether ye go over jordan to pass it possess it and see that's very important um when we look at children and individuals we have to start to fill them with solid stuff now we gonna moses telling them you feeling with this book you feeling with this book as kids but they gonna get filled with this and now they're gonna go over there and they gonna live long on that land over jordan the promised land but you're gonna fill them with right stuff you ain't gonna fill them with what you think is right you ain't gonna fill them with what the people in the land was doing before that they thought was right that got kicked out you're going to fill them with, thus said the Lord, what's right to all generations, to all people, this is right. And Moses is telling Joshua this, this is how you start off when you go into this land. You don't go in there just winging it, because winging it will get you hurt. When you go in there and you fill them with, thus said the Lord, they're going to learn to fear the Lord. They're going to learn to respect them. They're going to learn to love them. They're going to learn to intermingle with everybody within that gates. This is the important start for not just the children, but for everybody who want to serve the Lord thy God with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their being, this is going to help you prosper. This is going to help you live long on the land. Yes, sir. And um, the, the key word, the, the key phrase here is, and learn to fear the Lord your God again. A learned behavior. When you fear somebody, your behavior toward them is different. Mm -hmm. If you don't, uh, 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 it's different than when it's somebody you don't fear. Yep. It's, it's a totally different behavior because that fear has taught you to act a certain way with this person and then with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, going along with, with, with brother Solomon's scripture, training up a child in the way they should go. But brother Benaya is going to give us some insight also on this learned behavior. We looking at 
what you should be learning and what you should be, what your children should have been learning, which is the laws of God and learning to fear the Lord, your God, brother. Benaiah. Yeah. So when you talk about learned behavior, you're talking about what you have learned to do, uh, no different than a boxer, but, um, we'll get to it. So going into, let's go to Ezekiel 33 and 11, because the Lord is going to talk about some things that he expects people to do or something that he would rather people do. So let's pick this up at Ezekiel 33 and verse 11. When we get there, Brother Terry, uh, go ahead and read. I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. Uh, yes, sir. Say unto them, as I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his, that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? Hmm. So why will ye die? He's saying, turn you from your evil way. Change your behavior. Change what you are doing. The Lord has no pleasure in people being destroyed. But we have to look at changing our behavior. Now, I want to go to another place. Let's go to Ezekiel 33. And let's skip down to, um, let's skip down I to can take it. 30. Ezekiel 30. Okay, go oh. ahead. Okay. Ezekiel 33 and skip okay. down to verse 30. Also, thou son of man, the children of thy people still are talking against thee by the walls and the and the doors of the houses, and speak one to another, everyone, everyone to his brother, saying, Come, I pray you, and hear what is the word that cometh from the come forth from the Lord. The Lord is letting Ezekiel know that the people are speaking against you. But in the midst of them speaking against you, he's saying that they still say, come, let us and hear what is the word that cometh from the Lord. So we talked about um, what you what you we talked about the word uh, versus learned behavior. So people hear certain things, but now what they do and their behavior is sometimes different. Go ahead. Go ahead, verse 31. And they come unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. For with their mouth. So we have them. So this is talking about, now this whole thing is talking about words. Our podcast today, we discussing words versus learned behavior. So it's people coming and hearing words. You hear words all the time. But now when it comes to actually changing your behavior, that's something different. And the Lord wants us to change our behavior, change what we actually doing. Go ahead. And, see. For with their mouths, they shew much love, but their heart goeth after their co covetousness. And uh, lo, thou ahead. art unto them as a very lovely song of one that have a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument, for they hear thy words, but they do not, but they do them not. So again, this is talking about words versus learned behaviors. Words are going in and out of people's ears and in and out of people's minds all the time. But now what behaviors are you going to actually exhibit from what you're hearing? It's not just about words. It's about actually learning a behavior. Go ahead. And when this cometh to pass, lo, it will come. Then shall they know that a prophet have been among them. So when you see people taking in words and them not changing their behaviors, we know that the words of God, which he spoke, whether it be by Ezekiel or Jeremiah or his other prophets, we know that those words are true because we see the evidence of those things. We see that people hear words, but still are they changing their behaviors? The Lord said he would that the wicked, he don't, he have no pleasure in the death of wicked, but he want them to turn from their way, which is in other words, change their behaviors. And that's how we have to do. We fight in the fight. And I'll use Floyd Mayweather as an example. You can hear words, 
His uncle and his father could have taught, told him about shoulder rolling all day. But if he didn't go in there and learn that behavior, whereas it's second nature, he wouldn't have been able to execute the way that he did. It's the same way with righteousness. You have to work and you have to exercise the things that are righteous. You have to learn these behaviors so that way you can actually you you can actually uh, present them and you can the the present and you can actually carry out the actions correctly. But we hear words all day. But it, the main thing is that we learn the behaviors and we learn to implement the behaviors that are acceptable to God. Words ain't going to profit you nothing if you don't change. And that's what the Lord is talking about here, actually changing, actually doing. And he's saying that his people didn't do what they're supposed to do, but he would that if you are wicked, that you do change and change what you're doing and live. Turn from wickedness. Do a new behavior. You know, it's, yes, about, it's about behaviors. Yes, sir. So uh, you can turn your mic up too, Vanaya. You you can turn it up a little bit. Um, but the the thing that in from this from this scripture that you can really hold to is the fact that he's letting him know the words that he's gonna tell these people. They gonna wanna. It, it's gonna sound good to them, right? You pre you preach the word of God to somebody and and. They receiving it. They listening to you, and they and they tell you, man, that sounds it sounds good. It makes sense to me. But for some reason, they turn around and they won't do nothing. They won't they won't perform any of the actions that are in line with the word that they say sound good to them. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's what happens today. And that's what happened in Ezekiel's day. Hey, he said you're gonna be like one that that. That uh, that knows how to sing, and they singing, they singing a a a, a lovely song, and, and all of that. He said, but and they gonna hear what you saying. They gonna they gonna hear what you saying. They gonna willingly listen, but they ain't gonna do it. And this this carried on down into uh uh down into the days when the Lord came in the flesh. It was the same thing. So let's go to Matthew twenty three, and we are gonna pick it up at verse two. Because nothing changed. The people were the same way. Except for what, what we're about to read, it's it's not it's not just the, the, the common people that's like this. These are the these are the the uh uh spiritual leaders of the day. The ones who's who who were who, who were carrying the word of God. They was doing this. And when you got the one that's supposed to be leading you in the right way, doing doing wrong, then the people that's following them gonna do wrong also. And this is what happened here with these scribes and Pharisees. So let's go to Matthew twenty three, and we're gonna pick it up at verse two, brother. Taylor. Saying the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe that observe and do, but do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. He said, look, they sit in Moses' seat. <laughs> Moses was the one that received the word of God and delivered it to the people and instructed them. He said, look, the scribes and Pharisees, they sit in Moses' seat. He said, so what they tell you to do, to observe, he say, observe and do. He say, but don't do after they works. In other words, they behavior, don't, don't do what they do because they're going to tell you what to do. They're going to tell you right, but they are not going to do right with their works, with their actions. Because learned behavior is something that will drive you <clears throat> much further than just the words you hear. Hearing the word of God is good, but not performing the actions that are in line, <clears throat> in line with the word of God, that's what our, problem, our problems stem from. It's because we know to do better, but we don't do better. Mm -hmm. Read verse, uh, read, read, uh, that's good. That's verse three. So that's good. Um, understanding that, hey, somebody can tell you the right way to do something, but <clears throat> they might not actually do it. They might actually do something different. Let's go to uh, 
let's move on and and uh brother maurice All is right. going to uh, expound on the scripture here and so brothers i decided to look at this uh next set of scriptures because i thought it was a great example of learning good behavior and in listening to the podcast so far and in reflecting on my life, I realized I learned a lot of things, a lot of behavior that was wrong from my outlook on women, wrong from my approach to responsibility and providing wrong. And so I thought this next scripture or set of scriptures that Second uh, Peter one, starting at two, was a, uh, a good foundation in terms of identifying a formula on how we can and should live and learn behaviors so brother if you could please pick it up and read at verse 2 second peter 1 verse 2. you hear me i'm sorry okay okay second yes second peter 1 and verse grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of god and of jesus our lord according to his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. All right, brother, please skip down to verse five. And beside this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue and virtue knowledge. Okay. Okay, keep going. And to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you, and abound, they make you, that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, brother, please skip down to verse 10. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, well, if you do these things, you shall never fall. And like I was saying before, I think this is the formula, the ingredients to learning good behavior. And if you follow and do these things, as he just mentioned, there's no way that we can fall. There's no way that we can fail. So, you know, I thought this was a good point in terms of supporting all of the scriptures that we started with up until this point in terms of laying out the importance of learn good behavior. And this right here, I mean, it doesn't get any better. The Lord laid it out clear. Absolutely. And uh, seeing, reading this, you also see that there are a lot of different aspects to having a godly behavior mm-hmm. and, and, and godly thinking. You know, it's not just it's not just a letter of the law, like mm-hmm. the scribes and Pharisees, you know, they you know, they, they were gung ho for the letter, you know, but when it, when it came to, when it came to they they thought process and thinking righteously, um, that's where they failed at because on the inside, they, they was, they was foul on the inside, on the outside, they appeared righteous. Like the Lord told me, you, you, you like unto whited sepulchers, you know what I'm saying? You, you look clean on the outside, but on the inside, you're full of dead men's bones. So, um, you have to have all of these characteristics, this patience, this temperance, uh, godliness, brotherly kindness. All of these things matter. All of these things shape your behavior. Yes, sir. They shape the way that you act. Mm-hmm. If you don't have brotherly kindness, it's going to show. You ain't, because your actions going to show you you don't, you don't love your brother. When you don't have, you don't have patience, it's going to show. When you don't have temperance, it's going to come out. So the Lord had Peter lay lay out all those characteristics together and make it that, hey, if you have all those things all together, hey, you, 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 you're not going to be unfruitful. But when you start to lack the, some of these characteristics, that's when the problems come in. Brother Benaya. I see you have your yeah. hand up. Yeah, bro. Just, um, Everything is being said as far as just growing and learning and the behaviors that must be applied, the behaviors that must be internalized that you have to have within you and that you have to actually act on. Um, All of those are just just showing you the walk that we have to go through to gain salvation. I want to stop at uh, go to John six 
Uh, and this is just dealing with how we yeah, we have to learn of God. And as we learn of God, we have to actually learn. We, we're learning the things of God and we have to perform the things that he's given us to perform. So we just going to it's just a few scriptures, uh, John 41, and we're going to go up to uh, up to 45. John, John, which chapter? Brother? I'm, I'm sorry, John six. Okay. Verse 41. Okay. Your mic, just turn it down a little bit. John six and, and verse 41. Yeah, I got, you got that brother Terry. Okay. All right. When you get that, go ahead and read. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph? whose father and mother we know, how is it that he saith, I came down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered uh -huh. and said unto them, murmur not amongst yourselves. No man can come to me except the father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. No man come to him. No man starts to commit to this action, commit to this behavior except the father draw him everything that we talked about in a uh, second peter uh second peter these behaviors those behaviors come with you trying to walk towards the father whom you have been drawn to not everybody's drawn to the father but as you are drawn to the father you are going to start to internalize and you're going to start to exhibit certain behaviors because you know that those behaviors are acceptable to the father but one thing is that no man can come to Jesus except the Father drawn. And Jesus is going to raise us up at the last day. Verse 45. It is written 40. in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and have learned of the Father cometh unto me. So just like Brother Solomon read earlier in Proverbs 22, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. God, God's order of a family mimics how he trains up his children. The father is going to teach things and the things that he's going to teach is going to lead us to Jesus. But the things that he teaches shows us certain behaviors and certain things that we start to internalize and exhibit and perform. But these things are learned behaviors. They not, they not, they don't come first. I know, I know that these behaviors don't come first unless you're special because the Lord talked about how wickedness is in the heart of a child. And maybe one of you, are, one of you brothers can find it and pull it up, uh, but, and we can expound on that because you don't start off just walking righteous. Not, not many people do anyway because, because the scriptures say that wickedness is bound in the heart of a child. But if you are drawn by the Father, you're going to start changing and you're going to update and, and you're going to uh, change your behaviors and you're going to learn of the father and the things yes, that sir. you're going to learn of the father going to not only have you change how you do things, but it's going to lead you to Jesus. Yes, sir. Brother Solomon. Yes, sir. Hey, can we shoot over? I, you know, um, man, these are excellent scriptures coming out and I want to just uh, point out some of this specific instruction that he's given us because even us, uh, as adult men with families and everything, we are still children of God as well. And, uh, you know, there are people who listen in who, who, uh, who, uh, you know, haven't read some of these scriptures, uh, you know, and in the right context, especially. So I wanted to take a look at here, Titus two. It's going to be Titus two. We're going to pick it up right here at verse, verse one. And we're going to go from there. Terry, when you have that there, Titus 2 and 1. Okay. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged uh -huh. men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, and patience. This is some of the instruction. This is what he's teaching us, even us as children of God. If we've never been these, if we've never done these things, this is a great time to learn uh, this behavior, these behaviors so that they can become second nature to us. OK, so he says, be temperate, sound in faith and charity and patience. Keep reading, brother. The aged woman, likewise, 
because it's not just for the brothers. It's giving good good instruction for everybody. Pay attention but for the aged women. Go that ahead. they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. These are some of the behaviors that he wants you, you, the aged women, to be practicing. Okay, not being false accusers, not being too, uh, given to too much wine, teachers of good things. Continue. That brother. they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. So, so the aged women should be teaching the young women the exact same thing. You know, teaching them, training them up as they're in a child, so that when they get older, they will not depart from these things. And it says to teach them to be sober, to love their husbands, love their children. Keep going, brother. To be discreet, chaste keepers, at home goods, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Keep on young going, men, brother. likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. Young man, pay attention. Keep your mind alert, okay? In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine. A pattern of good works. A, a pattern of good works. It has to be something that you do, uh, you know, over and over again. You have to have a pattern of it, okay? It's not just something you want to try. This is something that you have to practice day, every single day. And you want to practice it as much as you can in every single encounter that you have. You always want to practice being patient and, you know, and having good works and, and uh, having charity. And keep on going, brother. Pick it up at the top all of right. verse 7 again. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, mm -hmm. gravity, and sincerity. Mm -hmm. Sincerity is very important. We should be sincere. We should be caring about the people that we're speaking to and engaging. Go ahead, brother. Sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he hath, that, he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. So he, the, these are some good instructions I wanted to point out here. I didn't mean to, to uh, get long-winded on y'all, but uh, but I think they were good instructions for, a variety, you know, aged women, for young women, for young men, for everyone. And these are the things we should be practicing and we should be having getting a pattern. We should be practicing this until it becomes a pattern in our lives. And, and he was speaking very, you know, this is a, a nice example of what we're trying to touch on that we should be doing every single day here. Yes, sir. Um, before we get to Brother Maurice, um, in, in Proverbs, it says that foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Um, but in Genesis 8 and 21, it says the imagination of a man's heart is evil from his youth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we just we just want to we just want to clarify for the for the for the Bible thumpers, because I know I know I know some people out there that's, that love to correct but uh, but it does say in Genesis that hey, a man's heart, imagination of a man's heart is evil from his youth, but uh, foolishness is in the heart of a child. But the rod of correction will drive it far from him. I believe that's what it says. Uh, just touching on what Brother Banal was t uh, uh, talking about, uh, Brother Maurice. And brother, that was an excellent point. And I'm glad you jumped in and, and, and interjected that because, you know, similar to what brother Benaya said, you know, good behavior is not learned from the beginning. You know, it, it's something that has to be taught by someone who comes into this word, an experienced individual, an experienced person. And following up with what brother Solomon said, I mean, he complimented it, that theory perfectly by highlighting the instructions for both men and women, those who come into this word, those who gain understanding and practice this thing every day. Now you got to reach back and teach that child. So that child can come up with great, good, learned behavior. And the system just continues to go year after year, generation after generation. That's the formula. And it has to, you know, we have to stick to that. So I, I just wanted to point out those are some incredible scriptures that kind of rolled into each other one after the other and you brothers put it together great praise god so let's let's uh benaya go ahead brother you on mute praise god in jesus name that the scriptures are that his word is coming together um and continuing with that understanding that your good behavior is something that's learned through the, through the actions of, of discipline that the Lord may instill upon you, uh, through the actions of what you go through, good behavior is learned. 
And David is going to testify of that. Let's go to Psalms 119. Psalm 119. And I want to pick it up at verse 65. We're going to, we're going to read uh, 65 to 71 because David is going to say something. So we're going to hit on these uh, six scriptures because David is going to point out that he had to go through some things to learn learn how to do good. Uh, when you get there, Brother Terry, go ahead and read Psalm 119, 65. Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according to, unto thy word. Teach me good uh -huh. judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. So he's being drawn and he's believing the commandments, but he's saying, he's telling us that the Lord indeed well with him. He's going to tell us some other things that he had to go through, but nonetheless, even what he went through, he's letting you know the Lord has dealt well, meaning the things that he went through was for a purpose, that it was good that he went through it. So the Lord has dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according to thy word. Teach me good judgments and knowledge, for I believed thy commandments. Go ahead, verse 66. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept thy word. Uh-huh. So before he was afflicted, before, like we saw, uh, train, like uh, Brother Solomon brought up in the first thing, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Like Brother Obi brought up in Proverbs 22 and 15, which I was alluding to earlier. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. The Lord had to put the rod of correction on David at a time. And David let you know, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now, I've kept thy word. Thou art good and doeth good. Teach me thy statutes. There, there we go again with that teaching and that learning of what the Lord truly wants. Go ahead. The proud have forged a lie against, against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Now we start to look at that behavior that he is now dedicated to. He's, de he's dealt with affliction and he's wanted to serve God. But now we starting to deal with in the midst of other things that he's going through, he is sticking to and he's committed to the behaviors and to the actions that are acceptable before God. Like it said, thou, like it said, uh, thou, the, the proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. He's committed to these behaviors that are righteous before God. Verse 7. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. Uh -huh. He delights in those behaviors that are acceptable before God. He delights in the things that God deems as good. Verse 71. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, for I might learn thy statutes. Oh, so it's good that he went through that, that affliction. Just like the Lord told you, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. It's good that he had been corrected, that he might learn, so that way he may truly get to, to implement, or he may truly ingrain the behaviors that are acceptable to God within him. But he had to be afflicted. And sometimes to actually get those behaviors that are good ingrained in us, we got to be afflicted. You know, for those of y'all who played sports, you you do something wrong. You playing football. Your coach tell you your whole team y'all got y'all got forty laps. Y'all running all day because y'all messed up this play. And after you run and you done been afflicted, y'all don't mess up that play no more. You know, uh, like I, I use Floyd Mayweather in boxing. After a while, you 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 keep getting knocked in your head. Sooner or later, you gonna get that shoulder roll so that you don't get knocked in your head. Absolutely. These things you learn. You know, after you get that ride of correction or after you become afflicted, that's when hopefully you learn. Even though we know it's people out on these streets who are getting afflicted every day and still ain't learned. They 50, 60, 70, still ain't learned, still doing the same thing. But when yes. you're truly seeking God, you're going to change your behaviors. You're going to not just look at words. You're not just going to listen to the words. It's a beautiful song, but you're going to take those words. You're going to ingrain those words, and you're going to start to produce new behaviors, new learned behaviors. Yes, sir. And that's that's really what this walk is about, you know, um, changing changing your, your way of thinking and changing your behavior in the process. 
But let's go real quick. Let's go to James, the fourth chapter. And we're just going to read verse 17, James 4 and 17. Because the Lord had James say something here, which which is a, a scary, a, a scary scripture to me. Because when you really look at this, at this walk, when you really look at how the requirements that God has for his servants, you really don't have no out. You know, it ain't, it ain't, there, there is no loophole to serving God, especially when you understand the knowledge of the truth. There is no loophole. James 4, and we going to read verse 17. Brother Terry, when you get that, go ahead. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So he just broke it down in the simplest, the, the broke it down to the simplest terms, said, look, to the one that know to do good and don't do good, to him it is sin. So, you know, we talk about the definition of sin in, in the Bible being the transgression of the law. Uh, but if you know you if you know to do good and and then you turn around and don't hey that's that's sin you know what i'm saying it you know the, when, when the lord when the lord really when the lord was uh came in the flesh he started to take away he he started to take away all of those all of those little loopholes and 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 little tricks that they was using you know because he spoke against them you know, he talked about, hey, you have heard it said, you know, thou should not kill. But hey, hating your brother without a cause, you can't do that. You know, not committing adultery. But hey, lusting upon a woman in your mind, you in danger of the judgment. So it's not just actually, it's not just actually, you know, actually going through with the act sometimes it's also about thinking about the act what the lord was the, the lord was letting them know that these little loopholes you got going on th these little loopholes ain't right either like he told them hey the, the book say honor your mother and father but you turn around and say something different y'all y'all saying that hey it, it, it is a gift by whatever thou may be profited by me and you don't honor your mother and father you telling people you're gonna be free but what he was what he was doing was he, he was taking away all those little all those little things that you know we try to we try to come up with when we try to justify when we know we're not doing right. Um I don't know who had the hand up first. Uh Solomon can go first. Okay, go ahead, Solomon. Um yes, sir. And uh, you know, we got to be blessed, man. We got to be so blessed that uh, that he chose to correct us when we were young as well, you know, because when we when we read these scriptures, we truly understand how much of a blessing it is for him to interject on in their life and cause some pain and uncomfortability to make sure that he's protecting us or keeping us from going past the line of acceptable to him. You know, um, so it's a blessing to be able to uh, to have been taught by him in this way you know and i wanted to shoot over to deuteronomy 4 because there's it's a it's a privilege it really is a privilege to be taught by him and and it should be apparent to everybody uh when you're when you're doing what you're supposed to do and when you're keeping these the proper behaviors and uh you know and his laws and statutes and commandments which that's that's the proper behavior at the end of the day you know so deuteronomy 4 here and i wanted to pick it up at verse 5 when you get it there, Terry, Deuteronomy 4 and 5. All right. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land, whether ye go to possess it. Mm -hmm. Keep Go therefore on. and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. This is this is a wonderful thing that if you can get your learned behaviors, 
If you can get, if you can do what you need to do, uh, you know, and keep the commandments and, and do the right thing, that this is going to be the outcome. I mean, people are going to look at you and, and they're going to be impressed. You know, there's a there's a joy that comes with that to know, hey, I had, you know, I, I had faith in the word of God and I decided to take the step and actually to do what I needed to be doing, not just to listen to it, not just to feel good about it, not just to think about it. But I had I had the bravery and the courage to do it. And I and it worked. You know, I accomplished some goals and people have responded to me in a different way in my life. And and my relationships got better. And, you know, and, uh, you know, I have a, a higher level of peace. And and it's through these tribulations that we already understand that there's pain involved. But we understand that it comes with the territory. So that we have to get comfortable with that. Uh, you know, and I wanted to point that out. Uh, go ahead and read the next one, though, too, Brother Terry. For what nation is there so great who have God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? You know, that they'll put... They, they'll, People will really put you on that pedestal, you know, and God needs to be on the pedestal because it's his law, statutes and commandments that that would bring about this, you know. Uh, but it's something I wanted to point out that there's a benefit of it, uh, you know, and uh, and it's important for people to know that, that it's important for people to see that. And that's the response that they're going to give us too, uh, many times when they see that you're consistent in doing what you have to be doing. Yes, sir. Brother Benaiah. Yes, sir. So, and all of that great point where our examples, our behaviors are showing others and we got to be consistent in our behaviors. Um, let's go to Matthew five, because brother Obi brought up something concerning how we are no longer able to use those little caveats that the Pharisees used to use. Christ came to show us that uh, this thing got to be for real in you. It can't be something that you're trying to find a way around. It can't be something that you're trying to find loopholes. You have to be intent on serving God from the inside, not just from what people see. And I want to go to Matthew 5 because Christ is going to make this extremely clear. Um, people, this, this is a scripture that sometimes hurt people. But a lot of, like the word, the word of God is a two-edged sword. And this scripture is one that, Sometimes people don't understand, I'll say, also. It's, it's hurtful, but it's also something that people don't understand. But let's pick this up at Matthew 5, and let's pick it up at verse 14. For ye are the, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do uh -huh. men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light Amen. so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Seeing your good works, seeing your good behaviors, seeing the good things that you are doing, your actions are showing, and that is a part of our job to show forth these actions, these behaviors that are acceptable before God. Go ahead. Think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets, and I'm not come to destroy, but to fulfill. The things that God instructed for us to do, he didn't come to destroy it. He came to fulfill something that God has set in motion in allowing us to get back to having uh, ability to gain eternal life. Go ahead. So verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth shall, till heaven and earth pass, not one jot or one tittle shall in no ways pass from the law till all be fulfilled. The things that God has taught, the things that God has given are not going to pass. We have to learn to implement the behaviors that God has given and told us about. These behaviors ain't just what you feel. These behaviors consist of the things that God has clearly given, the instructions, the statutes, the judgments, the commandments that God has clearly given that he wants us to utilize and, 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 and uh, act upon. Go ahead. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, 
the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Your behaviors and the things that you say, the things that you teach must reflect the commandments of God. Not only do your behaviors got to reflect it, but the things that you teach in people. And you can't just say things. You can't just have the word and not have the behaviors. And in the behaviors, you still got to preach and teach the word. Verse 20, and this is it. Well, I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall... All those people who, brother, like Brother Obi showed earlier, those people who had those caveats and who was looking for all those loopholes in the word of God, your righteousness has to exceed that. Our righteousness can't be looking for loopholes in the word of God to make way for what we want to do. Pick it back up at the beginning of verse 20. Well, I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Our righteousness, the things that we are doing before God cannot be predicated upon us finding loopholes and allowances for whatever we may feel like we want to do. Our yes, sir. desiring of God has to go. Our, our walk towards God got to deal with us actually doing everything that's possible and not trying to find loopholes or caveats. Go ahead. A absolutely. Let's uh let's 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 move on. Let's go to Hebrews five real quick in verse five. Brother Hissamak, you okay, brother? Yeah, I'm here, man. I'm just okay. waiting to get in, brother, because it is gotta, uh, again. I don't mean me to take this go away ahead. from nobody, but man, to, go ahead. To hit, to, you you gonna go somewhere? Go ahead, bro, because we no. we already fifty two minutes in. If you if you got a, if you got a verse, brother, go ahead. I, I can say mine to after that. But again, I, I'm listening to the scriptures, and these scriptures are telling us so much about how we should behave and walk, your verbal and your nonverbal. And that's what's really, to me, that's been key. And if, if we can, before we go to Hebrews, let's go to Second Chronicles, the 17th chapter. And, you know, I always say, man, once you see a good example top down, everything in you changes. And it's King Jehoshaphat. So Second Chronicles, 17th chapter, and he, he, he got a. This is just a great example of seeing, but he gonna reference somebody that he saw. Second Chronicles 17, and brother Terry, oh, brother Terry, verse three. When you get it, All brother. Right. And the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the first ways of his father David, and sought not unto Balaam. So he walked in the first ways of his father, David. We know David served the Lord with all his heart, his soul, and all his being. Continue reading, brother. Assault to the Lord God of his father and walked in his commandments and not after the doings of Israel. So we seen some people doing something. I ain't doing that. I'm walking in the ways of the Lord. And if we start to take that as our norm, I see people doing a whole bunch of stuff but I walk in the ways of the Lord. And that's what's going to prosper us as we move forward. People going to see that good example and they're going to be inspired. Be like, man, he did it. I can do it. He seen his father, David, do it. He's like, man, I can do it. And he walked in this right way. Continue reading, brother. Verse five. Therefore, the Lord has established the kingdom in his hand and all Judah brought to Jehoshaphat presence and he had riches and honor in abundance. Mm -hmm. Keep reading. And his heart was lifted up in the ways of the Lord. Moreover, he took away the high places and groves out of Judah. And th this is what we, once you see a good example, you start to look and you start to kind of make changes. You start to take away stuff that you know ain't good. You know what I'm saying? You start to put yourself in a position where you can go forward and continue and not just forward on what you think is right. You're going in the ways of the Lord. Verse 6 says, his heart was lifted up in the ways of the Lord. Now imagine if your heart lifted up in the ways of the Lord. You're going to inspire somebody. And that's going to see that good example. And he's like, man, I'm just going towards the Lord. But he's seen his father David. He's seen that. And they took away all the stuff that was going to cause the people to sin and do wickedness and go backward. 
and served Balaam. They went forward and were serving God. Then he even sent out people to teach in city to city, and we started to prosper. The whole nation prospers then. This is these good examples that we need to see. But this is a great example because it's coming top down. It's coming from the king. He doing good works. He inspired to serve God with all his heart and all his soul because he's seen a good example in David. And it continues to spread and go further and further and continue on. Yes, sir. And, and so now I'm glad you read that, brother. And because we go to let's go to Hebrews five, because we we really going to look at the ultimate example of, of, you know, all what we've been talking about, um, learned behavior, learned righteous behavior. Um, we really didn't get 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 time to get into, you know, reading about, you know, those that learn bad behavior. But we already know. You know, but we talk about we we talking about the learning that that righteous learned behavior, and what Benaiah read earlier, I believe Benaiah that was in Psalms. You know, it talked about you know the, his affliction caused him to start to learn right. Uh, Benaiah also talked talked about uh you know the uh, foolishness that's in the heart of a child that that rod that 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 correction from that rod. Gonna, gonna drive it out of and now we talking about the one who was in charge which is the king what brother Hissamak was talking about hey the king walked in the ways of, of his father David who was king when he was alive but he walked in righteousness and that trickled down to the people yep but we gonna we gonna look at we gonna look at Christ as our ultimate example here let's go to Hebrews 5 and verse 5 Hebrews 5 and verse 5 when you get there Brother Terry, go ahead. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. As he saith also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Verse seven, Who in the days ahead. of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Hey, he, he was heard in that he feared and he was righteous, but verse eight is going to sum it all up. Go ahead. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. It says, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience. When he was in the flesh, in the days of his flesh, when he was when he was about to die, he he had the same feelings uh, any other flesh and blood man would have. You know, a healthy flesh and blood man. Hey, they was but he he knew what was coming, and he was troubled by it. But he said, hey, though he were a son, yet learned. Learned he obedience by what, brother? By, th by the things which he suffered. He learned them by the things which he suffered. And because of this, this is what happened. Read verse 9. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. And because of that, because of that, he was made perfect because we know he was without sin. And he became the author of eternal salvation. But even the master, when he was in the flesh, hey, he learned, learned he obedience. This is what the book is saying. Learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. So this is like Brother Hissamak was talking about. This is all the way from the top all the way down. Our example, even with, our, even with the master, even with Christ Jesus, this is the example. It is it is about it is about learned behavior. That is that is more powerful than just hearing words, than just listening to something that sounds good. It is the learned behavior that we adopt, that we that we that we uh, perform. That's really what's going to either make you or break you in the end. If you're going if you're gonna get eternal life, that learned behavior that you practicing got to be righteous behavior. Because if it ain't righteous behavior, then it's gonna be really hard to get eternal life. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that's that's just that's just the way it is. You know, we got to stop being people that listen and start being people that do. Um, it's a lot of the scriptures we can read, but we ain't going to read them today. <laughs> so we're going to close this out. And I want to thank the listeners for joining us here on the Biblical Resolutions podcast, which is brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class, located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, we thank you for listening and we bid you peace in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.